Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to A Cup of Joe and Jimmy. Welcome, everybody. I am Joe Nugent, and I'm joined, as I am every week, with my good, good brother, Jimmy. Jimmy Nugent, how are you doing? I hope you didn't just top out the mic and just kill people's ears. Nah, they're fine. And we are joined by Luke and his bling. He's got his national championship ring on and it is blinding me. Luke, how are you? Feeling very icy. Ooh, I like it. I like it. 2017 national champs, never forget. Okay, guys, we have a show for you, believe it or is not. Is it 2017 or 2018? Because they won it in 2018. I'm looking at the ring now. It says 2017. It was the 2017 football season that ended in 2018. You often get those confused, Jimmy. Never mind. <laughs> okay, guys, we've got 40 or so minutes. I'm not sure how long this episode is going to be of, of good content coming your way. We are talking NFL draft this week. It's going on. It's happening Thursday. So we are going to preview that. Uh, Jimmy, why are you looking at me like that? There's an airplane flying. I'm sure I can hear it in the mic. Can you? If you guys can hear the airplane, let us know. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, we're going to bring on a guest to talk uh, about the draft, so that's exciting. Who's the guest, Joe? Luke, who's the guest? Uh, my good friend Peyton Barber, the current starting running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to join us. Kind of a big deal, guys. Yeah, we're making moves in this world. Um, we are also going to continue talking about the NBA playoffs as those are going on the first round, still going. And then, is, is that it? Is that all we got, Jim? I think that'll do it. Maybe a new segment at the end. Maybe a new segment at the end. No hockey this week. Uh, we will we'll we'll mention hockey, but we have no experts coming in, so we're gonna just gonna have to wing it. But yep, that's our episode. That's our show. As always, sit back, relax, grab your cup of Joe and Jimmy. Okay, you know what time it is. It is time for what burns my biscuits. Uh, Jimmy, who has it this week? I believe it's you, Joe. Yeah, it's me. And guys, I don't know if this one's controversial. I don't think it is, but it could be. You you people find ways to make everything controversial nowadays. Uh, not you people as in our listeners. I love you guys. Just people in the world in general. But uh, do you guys want to know what burns my biscuits? Why not? National insert this whatever days. So this is, we're recording right now on Earth Day. I feel like there's been four Earth Days this year already. Every time I look at the calendar, it's Earth Day. Last week, it was National Sibling Day. That was a big day. Tomorrow, it could be National Brother Day. The next day, it could be National Sister Day. I mean... National Strawberry Pancake Day. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, for the love of Zeus, who is coming up with these things? Is someone waking up in the morning and be like, mm, I'm in the mood for waffles. You know what? Let's make it National Waffle Day. And now you have Waffle House reeling because they're like, crap, it's National Waffle Day? We had no idea. We got to run a deal. 
Next day, it's National Pizza Day. And now you have Papa John saying, oh boy, we got to do something here. I mean, and then, ugh, and then the people, the Instagram users just, they take hold of it and run. I mean, National Sibling Day, time to break out the sibling pictures with a huge sappy post and let's rack in the likes. And then what, what do you do the next day when it's National Brother Day? Do you just cut out the sister in the picture and just it's you and your brother? When does it end, people? I've got a list of, of what the days are today. You want to hear them? So it's not just Earth Day, you're telling me? No, not just Earth Day. Please give them to me. National Jelly Bean Day. April Showers Day. Girl Scout Leader Day. Girl Scout Leader Day. One mom woke up this morning and be like, mm, I'm so proud of my daughter. Girl Scout Leader Day, let's book it. Five days ago, it was National Pet ID Week. Oh, a whole week. Yeah, whole, I can't a whole keep week up to celebrate National Pet Identification. It, it's been National Dog Day. I'm, I, I'm telling you guys, 26 times this year. I bet, and I don't need to see your dog 26 times. Yeah, what? Well, you sure it was National Siblings Day last week? Something like that. Yeah, I, I didn't see any feeds on my Instagram. Oh yeah, good day. one. Yeah, yeah. And then if you don't post a picture of your siblings, they everyone thinks like, wow, you hate them. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, guys. Enough. Enough is enough. Let's put an end to this nonsense. Every day is National Sibling Day in my book, right, Jim? No. No. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know who's coming up with this. You don't need to post everything. Uh, I mean, National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Here's a picture of me in my bikini eating a cookie. Ah. I've got a good one. <laughs> Th this month uh, of April is Irritable Bowel Syndrome Awareness Month. I love it. You know, at least that's standing for something. It's but, also Dog Appreciation Month. I can get behind that one. See, dog. So there's a Dog Appreciation Month, and then there's National Dog Day. This is, guys. Let's end it. I mean, that's what burns my biscuits. I don't know. It. it do you guys? Is this an? It, do you guys get fed up with this, or what? What? Am I the only one that? It, this is just horrible. No, I'll agree with you, Joe. Because I get fed up with a decent amount of holidays. Um, heck, even. Even like Valentine's Day was a holiday that was created. Just created by, to, yeah. Created a by card Hallmark. company. Yeah. Created by Hallmark just to get money and stuff. And I mean, I'll, I'll appreciate Mother and Father's Day because obviously we'll, we'll appreciate our parents. But still, I mean, those are created holidays. There's not a national son or daughter day. No. Yeah. Well, all right. That's, that's, that sounds kind of inconsiderate. Well, no. The thing is, is people just are creating these days, whatever works for them. I feel like I would feel very strange, though, if there was a day that was dedicated to me as a son. Like, why? Every day is that to me. Yeah, okay. The, does the Earth know it's being celebrated? The Earth has no clue. No. But it probably is like, wow, this is the first day of the year people are actually taking care of me. This is refreshing. Yeah, yeah. And then tomorrow it's back to throwing your Dorito bag on the ground. Yeah, I, I recycled today, so I think I did my part. Is it just, and it's just National Earth Day for America, so anything we do in America, is that going to affect the whole globe? You no, know, the rest of the world just polluting the earth day by day. It's, I mean, I can't keep up and neither can the companies. That's who I feel for. I feel for the food companies every day. They got to Google if it could be their day to run huge deals. I think Taco Bell has had to celebrate National Taco Day 76 times this month. I will say though, I think there are some holidays that make sense. Like May, like Star Wars Day, May the 4th. It's like, that's, that's witty. I, I get behind May the 4th. 
or Pi Day, 3.14. Oh, but is that P? Then now you have Papa John's that might, I'm, I'm using Papa John's a lot, but you have Papa John's that might have to run a deal. Then you also have your pie bakery down the street that's got to run a deal. And then you've got everyone going out and getting drunk on Cinco de Mayo. And you ask any one of them, what does this day even stand for? Yeah, but okay, Cinco de Mayo is like, that's, that's a national holiday, though. That's not like some made up holiday. But half the people that are going out and celebrating have no clue what it means. Yeah. I'll be honest, I, I wouldn't feel confident saying I would know what it's about. I think it's Mexican independence, but I'm not It's not Mexican sure. independence. It's the day Mexico beat. So I don't celebrate it, so I don't know. But they they won a war, and it, it didn't win their independence. It was a big war they won. I and people go out and get hammered because of it. They have no Mexican heritage. Same thing, I mean, same thing with St. Patrick's Day. 75% of you aren't Irish, yet you were just getting plastered at the local pub. Whew. Joe, I think you'll like this one. Tomorrow is National Talk Like Shakespeare Day. <laughs> Doth crazy what thy just pronounced. Hath does how one celebrate thou. Thou day is dedicated to betrothed to Shakespeare. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that's what burns my biscuits, and America needs to change in that way, but... Those are really pressing things that America needs to change on. And if you're one of those people that posts for every single celebratory day, we don't care. You already posted for National Siblings Day. I don't need to see National Brother, Sister, whatever. I get it. I know what your family looks like. Thanks. Wow. All right. Yeah. Happy Earth Day. Why don't we celebrate the person who actually created the Earth? How about that? Wow. There you go. There you go. That's Christmas, though, right? And Easter? Two days. Heck, Taco Day gets more days than God. (laughs) That's what's wrong with this country. Honestly, that's that's not completely wrong. All right. Well, let's get into sports content. I'm mad now. Ah, man. But anyway, quickly a, uh, a word from our sponsors. Guys, this next segment is brought to you by Papa John's. Oh, look. The local Little League team just won their second game of the year. 50% off rest of the week. Papa John's. Okay. Uh, we're going to get into a little NFL draft talk. The draft begins on Thursday. Um... So, and then we'll have our interview with Peyton at the end of this. But guys, I asked you, we're going to, we're going to hit the Florida teams. Okay. Jacksonville Jaguars, Miami Dolphins, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I asked you guys to pick a team. I'm wondering, Jimmy, you're up first here with the Miami Dolphins. Tell me who you predict they're going to pick in the first round and maybe, where are the other needs on the team? What would you like to see them accomplish in the draft to yeah, to be better for their future? Well, the recent trend, apparently, which I hadn't heard up until um, a little bit ago, was that Baker Mayfield is trending up for the Dolphins. In my gut, I'm saying that's not going to be the pick, but I think it is a possibility that he gets picked because the Dolphins have surprised me in the past with their with their draft picks, their first overall picks. Um, but I'm going to go with my gut and say that they'll take a linebacker first and it'll probably be, uh, hopefully be Roquan Smith. That would be, that would be my best case scenario for the Dolphins, uh, that they would take. I, I think it's either a linebacker or defensive tackle, uh, cause DT, they just lost to Dominican Sue, obviously. Yeah. So if they can take Vita Vey first overall pick, I wouldn't be upset, but I still think they probably take linebacker first, which would have me guessing that second round, they probably go for maybe a, like a second second round projected player, second or third round projected player, defensive tackle, um, maybe like a Nadi from Florida State or maybe R.J. McIntosh from 
from the Hurricanes. So that, that would be my guess. The, yeah, definitely the flyer pick would be that first overall, taking Baker Mayfield. That'd be a very interesting pick. Now, if they take uh, Vita Vey first, I think the switches. Linebacker is the next pick, and probably uh, maybe looking at getting a Shaquem Griffin. I wouldn't be too opposed. Uh, maybe second round's a little bit above what he's projected, but I mean, the guy had an incredibly impressive uh, offseason NFL combine and an incredibly impressive regular season. So, yeah, that's sort of the thing the Dolphins are leaning. Thank you, Jimmy, for the wonderful insight. Luke, I gave you the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you got for me? Whew. Well, the Tampa, Buc- Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in a bit of a predicament right now. Um, they play in the NFC South, which is a um, very good offensive uh, division in the NFL. They got Drew Brees, Cam Newton, and uh, Matt Ryan. They got to play twice a year. So obviously defense is a big concern for them. Their secondary has struggled for the last couple of years. They were like 27th out of 32 teams in pass rush last year. Um, so I, th- I think they're going to end up taking a safety, either Derwin James or Mika Fitzpatrick, if he's still there, um, to help with some run support and, uh, help in the passing game. But I, for the sake of my good friend Peyton, who'll be on the show in a little bit, I'd love to see them take Quentin Nelson of Notre Dame. I know that's not a very exciting pick, but it's what they need. They need an interior lineman help Jameis be kept upright. They they have Doug Martin didn't even eclipse 500 yards last year rushing. They have no rushing attack. Um, but with Peyton coming on at the end of the year last year, uh, running somewhat well with a not very good offensive line, I think going with a guard like Quentin Nelson, who's one of the better players in this draft, gives them a chance on offense. They have a lot of weapons on the outside with Mike Evans, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, and O.J. Howard from last year's draft. Um, so as a friend, I'd like to see, as a friend of Peyton, I'd like to see them take an offensive lineman to help him, help create some holes for him to run through, um, and as well as um, give some Jameis some time back there. Do you think drafting an offensive lineman first overall in your draft is like the most anticlimactic thing in sports? I've always hated when the Dolphins do it. It's just, you can't get excited about it. Yeah, it might make an impact, but you just can't get excited about it. I know you're asking Luke this, but I would say... I'm asking both of you. I would say for teams like the Bucks with glaring needs there, it is it, it's, it might be anticlimactic, but the Bucks are not in a position where they're just looking to get the best guy on the board. Um, and I, I just... Offensive line is such a crucial component in the game, and it, I mean, yeah, it would make sense for the Bucks because they got offensive. Look at the way too. a great offensive line helped Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, so yeah, it's not exciting at the time, but you get excited when your running back is torching people for fifty-yard gashes. Anyway, I, Jameis has received some criticism for not playing that great, and he's been unhealthy. And I mean, the the point is, he hasn't been upright to throw the ball. And yeah, you see, I mean, you see it with Dak Prescott had an amazing first year and. A lot of it was because of the focus is on Ezekiel Elliott, but also was that they had a very good offensive line. He had protection. Yeah, I, just talking about offensive line again, I'm sorry. Uh, I got a chance to go to the Monday night game. Uh, the Bucks played the Falcons last year. And it, uh, Peyton got a chance to start, which is really cool to see him play. But I remember you know, the Falcons, their D-line's not great, but I remember him having to make a move in the backfield just about every time he touched the ball. I mean, not he didn't even get to the line of scrimmage before he had to make a cut or something to avoid a D lineman just right in his grill. So that was kind of frustrating to watch. But 
ultimately I think they'll end up going with the safety, but I'd like to see him go with a more not as exciting pick as um, in the Quentin Nelson guard from Notre Dame. Okay, Luke, thank you for that wonderful insight as well. Um, so I guess that leaves me the Jacksonville Jaguars. Guys, a year ago, Jacksonville Jaguars coming off a three-win season, fourth pick in the NFL draft, and had needs at multiple positions. But they were able to fully take advantage of free agency and pay some big players some big money. Um, and now coming off a 10-win season, 29th pick in the first round of the draft, and they don't have those huge needs like we're so used to seeing the Jaguars having. Um, and they just signed Blake Bortles, and they he signed a contract extension. I don't think that they're sold yet on him, though. I I'm not. Um, I'm not either. So where they're slightly neat, where their needs kind of are are at uh, wide receiver. They just lost Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns. They are not deep on the offensive line and linebacker core. There's not much depth. Paul Leslie just retired, didn't he? He did. Yes, that's there. a big loss for them. Yep. Where that leaves it in the first round at 29, it's hard. I mean, really, you you have a lot of names that you're going into the day with. You probably have a list of like six or seven guys you could potentially pick in the first round, and you're just seeing where they go. Maybe Calvin Ridley, He's I think he's projected right now to go to Baltimore, and they need wide receivers, so I think that's where Calvin Ridley will end up. But if Calvin Ridley doesn't end up there, the only other team in between Baltimore and Jacksonville is Seattle. Uh, and Seattle, are, are there talks about Seattle possibly getting Dez? Does anybody know that? I'm trying to think the last team I heard that was really pushing for Dez. Well, people thought the Giants would because they released um, Brandon, Brandon Marshall. Marshall, but they came out and said they're not that interested. Out. So yeah. I don't know. Seattle, I think, might go after Dez, and that could, Calvin Ridley could drop uh, to the Jaguars. There's also um, the wide receiver from Texas A&M, drawing a blank on his name. Christian Kirk, uh, wide receiver from Texas A&M, but they could go. They could go offensive line. With, they could go Orlando Brown, who had just a horrific combine. But he's. I mean, he's still. He, we've seen oh, what to he put it lightly. Yeah. <laughs> so he he could go to them. Twenty or they could go um, linebacker. Son of a gun! I'm blanking on these. That's all right. Um, I was just gonna. You, are you saying one of their glaring needs is um, receiver? Yes. So with this receiver class, it's not it's the opposite of top heavy, um, whatever you want to call that. There's not like I mean, Calvin Ridley is kind of the uh the lead guy, I guess you would say, but I mean I, I don't I hate taking receivers in the first round. Um I think if you're a team this this year like the Jags and need a receiver, I think you can wait. I think it, this class is um a little deeper than people think. Um there's a guy um out of Memphis who I got the chance to see play in person, uh, Anthony Miller. Um, dude is legit. He's I think he's only 5'10", but he creates space. He runs the routes really well. I think that's a guy that they could potentially t- um, take. So Yeah, I would say that maybe a, a late, probably like a fourth-round pick, take Braxton Berrios, that could give him a weapon. But unfortunately, the Patriots are probably up pretty much a lock-in to get Braxton. you agree? Oh, small, white, fast receiver. It's uh, It's against the rules for them not to pick. Rashawn Evans was the linebacker I was thinking from Alabama could be a possible pick and then they I think they have a they they have like the 61st pick uh in the second round Mason if they want the quarterback Mason Rudolph could fall to them there I don't really know what Mason Rudolph's projecting right now early second 
or possibly first round. I don't know what. I really haven't heard his name pop up all that much. He's had the least amount of buzz out of all the quarterbacks. And for he's sure. a good quarterback. He's a good throw. I've so watched maybe, him play a couple of times. They they have they have swung and missed with an Oklahoma State quarterback in the past. So I don't know. If yeah. Go with, uh, Mason Rudolph because the Blaine Gabbert didn't really pan out. Yes. So who knows? What I if mean, Lamar Jackson falls that deep? You think there's a chance? Um, I think they'd have to get Lamar Jackson first in the first round. He he could he's fall projected, over the first he's round. He's projected like late first, early second right now. I think. Yeah, but I mean, but that's late second, right? Thirty first. Yeah, even I mean, even the Patriots have talked or, about sixty first. Sixty first is late second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lamar Jackson could be another possibility for him. So I don't know. I, I I agree, Luke. I think you make a good point. Maybe not receiver first round unless if Calvin Ridley does fall to them. I I think he's the best uh, best option there. But they might go Orlando Brown offensive line or Rashawn Smith at linebacker or Evans. Sorry, but they're in a much better spot than they were last year. Go Jaguars. When the Dolphins schedule came out, I'm thinking, I'm going through, like, you know, we're going to win this game, we're going to lose this game. When you get to the Jacksonville game at the end of the year, you're thinking, this is not a lock for a win. I know, I forgot that. I'm looking through the schedule, I said, Jags win, and I'm thought, like, wait, no, they are much better than the Dolphins this year. So now we are going to just get into more of a broader outlook on the draft. I'm going to give you guys the first 10 picks of the draft here. I'm going to read them out. Number one, we know, the Cleveland Browns. Number two is the New York Giants. Coming in at three, we have the Jets. Four, the Browns have another pick. I think they have, in the first round, I think they have 76 picks. Something like that. If they trade for it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at five, the Denver Broncos. Six, we have the Colts. Seven, as Luke stated earlier, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Eight is the Chicago Bears. Nine, San Francisco 49ers. And rounding out the top ten is Oakland Raiders. They're not Oakland anymore. What the heck are they? They are the Las Vegas. Well, they're still, uh, Oakland. They're still Oakland for now. But How, don't when, be the when's Las that Vegas. happening? I think it's 2020, 2019. Uh, okay. Um, okay, so guys, with that top 10, walk me through any trades you think might happen. What goes on with that number one pick? Where does Saquon land? What are, are the Patriots? Are they going to try to trade up and get into this top 10? What, what do you guys think is going to happen on Thursday? I wasn't really expecting this question. But I think that Sa- uh, I'm gonna still stick with my gut that I think Saquon's gonna go to the Giants after it came out that his uh, kind of his group said that they don't want him going to the Browns. I don't. F- the Browns in the past have kind of respected people saying that and haven't drafted them that have kind of expressed that they don't want to go to the Browns. The Browns respect that people think they're a laughing stock. No, of no, I'm saying like they don't just they don't pick them if they if they if people say that. But why don't you? Why wouldn't you want to go to the Browns now? Like, they are making moves. There's yeah, even talk they, of them making trades to get a third pick in the first round. But they didn't win a game last year. So it's like, yeah, you're moving these you're moving these players, but that might not mean anything. The Browns like, are going to win eight games no, this year. Yeah, you think they're going to the playoffs. I think they'll be a lot better, definitely, but still. It, I never said playoffs. Is it eight and eight? They missed the playoffs I, barely, but a great season. I think you told us playoffs. I, I think I remember that prediction. But I, I, was just, I was just going nuts off the Landry trade. That's why I said that. Yeah, but... Yeah, the the players might be a little bit better, but if anything, it's shown you that management has been awful, and that's not going to change. So I don't, I can see why players still wouldn't want to go there. So I think the Giants will take Saquon. I think Sam Donald goes first overall to the Browns. What the Browns do with their next pick is unknown to me. I don't really know because it, I used to think maybe it was going to be Saquon, but after all this has come out, I don't think so. So I, yeah, but. But wouldn't it make sense to you, because the Browns also have the fourth pick, wouldn't it make sense to you for the Cleveland Browns to select Saquon Barkley? We have stated many times on this show 
that there is just not a clear number one quarterback prospect. Like I, I just don't see how it's clear. So if you're the Browns, you've lost so many drafts in the in the past. I mean, you have just butchered drafts. The best player in the NFL draft this year is Saquon Barkley. Get him on your team and then just get whatever quarterback is left. They're all kind of, it's like, it's a toss up of who to pick. So get whatever quarterback's left at four. Yeah, but he doesn't. And now you have the best player in the draft and a good quarterback. But he doesn't want to go to the team. Who? But he doesn't have an option if you draft them. But would you want to draft a player that doesn't want to go to and the Sa- team? And Saquon Barkley came out and said he has no preference of what team he gets yeah, drafted that, to. That's for just PR, but now that his, it's out there. If my family was saying, I don't want Joe getting drafted to blah, 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 but I felt a different way, who cares what my family says? Yeah, but now that it's out there. I just know I'm not buying him a car when I get drafted. Now that it's out there, I think that it's pretty clear that that's, that's probably what his thoughts were. Now he, now Browns, just, I, I think he's saving face by saying that he doesn't want to, that he doesn't care. He doesn't have a say. It's a draft. You get drafted. Exactly. But if you tell the team, yeah. I don't want to be drafted by you, he's I, gonna think, ha- I think it's going to be pretty uh, smart for them to stay clear away from you. But why? He's a rookie. He's going to have to ball out to earn his money. It doesn't matter if he hates the team he's on or not. Who cares, though? But if, if a team, <laughs> I'm just saying, if a team knows that a player does not want to go to them, I mean... NFL teams already struggle with players that don't really want to try because they've already what? made their money. But the, he makes, hadn't made his money yet. He's going to be on a rookie a signing contract. Bonus a signing them. bonus, but he's he's still on his rookie contract. That signing bonus is pretty fine to me. It's not what they want. It's not what they want yeah. full-term, full-time. Early first-round picks are a risk as it is. Are you going to add more risk to that by taking a player that you don't think is fully committed to your system and wanting to come to your team? But you still get a good quarterback in what you're looking for. And oh, if, a, I'm the Browns, if I'm the Browns, I'm thinking... We have so many times selected the wrong quarterback. Let's let someone else make the mistake, and let's get the leftover guy. It, that's a win-win situation. People can't get mad at you because you're like, well, he was the only one left. They got the leftover guy this past year in Deshaun Kaiser. The Texans got probably who they would want in Deshaun Watson. That was a leftover pick. For their that was the second pick, though. But I'm pretty sure their number one guy there was, was probably a, Deshaun Watson. Okay, number one, but there are still quarterbacks left they could have taken. But in this situation, there's literally nobody left. At Maybe. Four I mean, it depends if the, all the quarterbacks go. No, they would have They have the fourth overall pick. They could take it. They could take a good quarterback. You have Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield. But I think, I don't know. And Josh Allen. From our vantage point, there's not a clear-cut guy at quarterback, maybe. But there's scouts that work for the Cleveland Browns that have been giving their management input um, of what they've seen traveling. But I hope um, those scouts year. are new scouts. Yeah, well, they have a new GM, John Dorsey. He previously worked with the Kansas City Chiefs. They drafted Patrick Mahomes last year. Um, big guy, strong arm, um, which lends me to think they might take Josh Allen this year. I think that's actually a decent fit for them, um, for him playing in the cold weather and all that in Wyoming. Best quarterback in the draft, too. Completion rate says otherwise. I don't like the idea of you know just kind of getting leftovers i think if you have a quarterback that you want you got to go get your guy exactly that's what the browns need to do just go get their guy and saquon's not it you can with the advantage they have is they can they can take the quarterback they want at number one and get the best player available at number four which it it might be saquon it might not be it might be the best it might be bradley chubb one of the better defensive defensive players but i don't but i think no i mean they got miles garrett last year they don't i don't think they need another early defensive end pick. I even think they fell into the hype last year, Miles Garrett. I think it, obviously I think he's a great defensive end, but if they're really thinking about what they really need and to change the organization, why wouldn't they go for Deshaun Watson? Because it 
well, I don't understand how Deshaun Watson was the clearest why that was going to be a game-changer quarterback. I mean, he had one of the highest. You always talk about Josh Allen's completion per, or per completion percentage. What about Deshaun Watson's interceptions? He threw how many in his senior year at Clemson? I mean, it was like, I mean, it was more than any other quarterback in the draft by far. So I don't see how he was like, oh, that's a clear. He's going to be the best quarterback. I mean, he had he even threw a lot of interceptions before he got hurt this year. He's a he's a gamer, but I don't really see how he was just like he's the a gamer, like all star quarterback. Yeah, Patrick Reed. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. But Luke, wouldn't you you said that they have the option of getting their their guy at number one and then the best available at four? So you're saying you don't think Giants go get Saquon at two, or I, I, in their mind they might think Bradley Chubb is the best player and available. No, I, I said it could be Saquon. It could not be. I, I think I think the Giants ultimately might are going to take Saquon. Um, what I'm saying is, after the first overall pick, you have no idea what's going to happen. People can trade up, trade back. Yeah, I mean, you but, saw the Bears take Mitch Trubinsky last year. That was nuts when that happened right, last year. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, you just write out the top ten to us, but you know what it looks like now is not what it's going to be after it's done. So I think they, I mean, you just got to go for your guy. You, you can't sit there and play a game and you know end up with baker at you know like the fifth overall pick or something like that and don't disrespect baker <laughs> he might be the dolphins quarterback which i'd be happy with but i'm saying with the other quarterbacks available that's not a game the browns want to play yeah i agree but i agree get the if they're gonna go quarterback at one get the guy that you know has the best chance to be the greatest josh Sam arnold <laughs> please you love guys that throw tons of picks don't you i like guys who actually uh can find their teammates and get the ball to them by throwing interceptions. Okay. Um, so what, guys, another big thing that's been happening in the draft now, question mark going into Thursdays, what do the Patriots do? All the controversy now, but Bill Bell checking his players. Tom Brady hasn't formally announced that he's playing this year. Everyone thinks he is. I mean, I think it's safe to say he will play this year, but looks like this might be it for him. He's got two years left on his contract, but this could be it. this could be the last season for Tom Brady. Do they trade up and get a quarterback? Do they wait to see if Lamar Jackson falls to them with the last pick in the or the? What, do they have the last pick or second to last? I don't know if they trade if how that. Patriots have the thirty first pick. Um, after the Jimmy Garoppolo trade, the Patriots are operating um, very differently than they have in the past. So I, I would not be surprised if they traded up for a quarterback. Um, Tom only has so much time left. Um, we all know it's Tom versus time. He's he's been battling it for the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. They trading Jimmy Garoppolo was might be might absolutely pr- screwed over might, the organization. Might prove to be one of the dumbest decision re- recent decisions the Patriots have made. Yeah, I'm not sure what to expect. I could see them trading up. They're they might go balls to the wall and try and get someone one of those top quarterbacks. Balls to the wall, I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if anything that the Patriots have taught me over the years, they know how to make their way around a draft and know how to just position players to work well in the organization. But I, I mean, it'd just be interesting to see if they can do that with a quarterback because they haven't had to do that. And yeah, Jimmy getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo just terrible. Yeah, I've seen that Josh Rosen trend that they'll trade up to try and get Josh Rosen. But, you know, that's just speculation. So we'll see. But the Jimmy Garoppolo losing it, that was that was a panic by the management to just appease Tom Brady, who, man, maybe this could be his last year. Or he only has a couple years left. Jimmy, everything we we're talking about now, speculation, hasn't happened yet. A lot of it's a complete fact. It's oh. 100% going to happen. Sweet. Um, Patriots also have the 23rd pick in the draft via the Rams. So 
They have two picks in this first round. Uh, Which gives them the ammunition to move up if they want to. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we got the interview with Peyton coming up. Uh, we'll talk to him a little bit about this, what we've been discussing here. Um, yep. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Luke, before we get Peyton on the line, uh, would you mind giving our audience a bit of an introduction for him? For sure. Um, yeah, so we have the privilege of having the Peyton Barber on the show today. Um, he's starting running back for um, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Little voice crack there. Um, Happens to me all the time. Once a show. But uh, Peyton and I forged our friendship at Auburn. Um, we came in as freshmen together. We went through uh, some grueling and brutal redshirt workouts at 5 a.m. every morning for a, an entire year. So that was fun. Um, we usually dabble in some uh, Kobe Steakhouse every once in a while. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get him on. Is he a double young um guy? He is, yes. He, right. he gets a lot of double everything. All right, then we'll get him on. Yeah. I can respect that. All right, let's give him a call. The first question is just talk to us a little bit about like um, leading up to the draft, um, like meeting with some teams and then us, as well as the combine. Um, I know you're a participant there and perform well, so just kind of talk to us about that. Oh, shoot. Just leading up to the draft, man, that was like one of the hardest things that like I think I've ever gone through and I think that I've ever had to do really. Um, with just really preparing my mind and my body, um, you know, mentally and physically, um, just being on my P's and Q's and knowing what to do and what to say. I want to talk to a lot of the teams and coaches. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but what uh, event like were you most nervous for leading up to? Because I always feel like there's so much pressure with some of those events. Like, how can you perform to your top level? Um, I was really, you know. Um, when it came to being like um, put on the board and stuff like that, um, you know, I, I knew what I what I had to do, but I didn't really understand, you know, football, football like that, you know, the X's and O's, and um, knowing what everybody else does, per se. Yeah, what were the interviews like? Like, what kind of questions did they ask you? Uh. They pretty much asked anything, you know, um, from how my family was to if I was single to if I had ever smoked weed. Uh, so all around. Yeah. Um, yeah they, they asked pretty much everything. Gotcha. So looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in general with the draft coming up, in your mind, what are the big needs on the team and who would you personally like to see uh, selected in the first round? Uh, you know, I think we can improve everywhere. Um, you know, um, to be honest, I really couldn't tell you that. I mean, every, from what I'm hearing, we need a, a safety and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I feel like we can improve everywhere. You know, we're kind of thin at the running back position. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. You don't want to be taking all the carries. You'll be exhausted by the end of the game. Um, <laughs> so this upcoming season, what is Peyton Barber's goals? My goals. My goals. One, I want to be the want to be the man. Be the starting running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, shoot for not just this year, for years to come. Um, you know, I want to have a breakout season. I want to have over. I want to have over a thousand yards rushing, um, for sure. And um, 
you know, over 500 yards receiving. Um, uh, you know, I really want to be able to show showcase what I can do. Um, so, I bet Bucks fans like to hear that thousand yard season. That'd be very nice. Oh yeah, Peyton. Um, obviously, like Jameis is the face of y'all's team at the moment, um, and for years to come, like you know, what's something uh, a lot of people may not know about him? I know he's like a he's a really great leader. Um, can you just talk to us about him? Oh uh, yeah, Jameis is just a all around good guy. Um, all around good guy. Um, it's just like what you said. He's a great leader. Um, he's a great person at the same time off the field. Peyton, is there a uh, a running back that's going to be in this year's draft that you want people to keep their eye out on? Or um, I mean, even the bigger names like Saquon Barkley. Is there anyone that uh, you are just personally um, attracted to as a player? <laughs> that was a weird way to word it. <laughs> yeah, as a player. <laughs> as a player. <laughs> Um, I'd say Nick Chubb, you know, Nick Chubb or Darius Geis, uh, both, both those guys are, are special from what I see. Um, same thing with Sonny Michel. Uh, Anyone in the SEC about. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, you know, those, those, I've seen them play live and it's just like, man, like they've, they've had a couple plays when I was was watching them be on the sidelines just saying, man, how did they do that? So um if you if you yeah, had a chance if you had a chance to talk to one of those guys before they get drafted, what like what would you say to them? What what would you try and teach them um for them going into their first year? Uh, you know, that this really is a it's a business. Um you know, and take it serious. Um it's not like college, you know, it's a full, it's a full-time job. Um, so, you know, you got to know your stuff and be on your P's and Q's. Yeah. What would you say was your biggest adjustment moving from college to the NFL? Uh, I think it's pretty much just like what I said, you know, it's, it's a job. Um, me and I, I didn't have the easiest route, um, being undrafted and everything. Um, so, you know, just seeing guys come and go every day and knowing that that could, potentially be you you know if, if you if you mess up um being being undrafted yeah i mean i bet a lot of players look up to you in your story you know going undrafted now you're the starting running back for the buccaneers so i bet that gives them a lot of hope that you know getting undrafted isn't the end of the story exactly exactly yeah it's been really cool to uh to see you kind of come on at the end of last season and take over that role and so we're excited to see what you do this year um but we're going to go ahead and close here with some more lighthearted, uh, fun, rapid-fire questions that Luke has written up. Okay. So get ready. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Um, who would play you in a movie? Who would play me in a movie? Yeah. A movie what about you, you. Like an actor like that you would select like, if they're going to play you in a movie. If there's a Peyton Barber movie, Ooh. who would be the actor? <laughs> see, I got three actors. My favorite actors, um, see Denzel. Um, we can go with. Well, shoot, the other two are white. No, no offense. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Those might not work, so we'll go with Denzel. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Who are the Who are your other two favorite actors? Uh, Mark Wahlberg and oh, yeah. uh, uh, Tom Hardy. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, Mark. Mark's got the biceps to play you. 
So does Tom Hardy, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Tom does, man. Yeah, he's pretty big. Um, next one is uh, your favorite pregame meal. What's something you snack on before the game? Uh, uh, let's see, pregame meals. Uh, the team, the team gives it to us, so I'll usually get two steaks. I'll eat two steaks, some rice, um, a little bit of mashed potatoes, and broccoli, and then I'll have a uh, a. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys know what a kombucha juice is. No. What it's is like it? a nat- like it's a natural like energy energy drink and it's good for like your stomach and digestive system. That's gotcha. a heck of a pregame snack. Two steaks <laughs> yeah. would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to Texas Day Brazil after, right? Yep. Oh, glorious. <laughs> I just I just had it today. <laughs> God, I, that place gives me the meat sweats. <laughs> Um, I would need some kombucha juice. Yeah. <laughs> the next one, the next one is your celebrity crush. Ooh, celebrity crush. <laughs> I'd say Selena Gomez. Oh, okay. Um, next one is favorite sport other than football. Favorite sport other than football? I'd say basketball. You got a team? Cavs. Okay. Uh, go-to pregame artist. Uh or artists, I'm all multiple. Place. Yeah. I know there's one song that I have to listen to. It's a, it's a gospel song. It's called Spirit Breakout by Kim Walker. Um, nice. So I got, yeah, I, I use, I listen to that before we game. Favorite NFL stadium you've played in? Favorite NFL stadium? And don't say your own stadium. <laughs> uh, they no, do have a pirate ship, though. No, my favorite NFL stadium. My favorite NFL stadium is the Vikings. Okay. Uh, Why is that? That's Oh man, <laughs> just the atmosphere of that place is is crazy. Yeah. Um, they have the school chant. Oh yeah, that was pretty. Seeing that, um, and just the way that the stadium's built, it's it's beautiful. It's it's an indoor stadium, but it's half glass and half like metal, That's so you can sweet. you're playing like a in in a uh, like a, a daytime game. You can see what's going on, and then it sits on a hill and it overlooks the city, so you can see the city. Oh. What you're playing to, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a heck of a lot warmer than the, the Minnesota Gopher Stadium they played in before. That's the new stadium was the built. Ice Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, last one here. Uh, what's your favorite Disney movie? <laughs> favorite Disney movie? Yeah. Sea Biscuit. Sea Biscuit. Okay. Nice. I love I, it. Uh, that's a great one. <laughs> Actually, this is our very last one. Is uh, UCF the national champions this uh, year in football? Uh. That is a negative. Auburn's oh. um, <laughs> national champion. Even though you guys got us. I'm looking so. at Luke's ring right now. It's saying otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you bet it's not the national championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Peyton. Well, that's all we got for you. Uh, really appreciate you coming on. I love how you ended on just dissing UCF as national champions. <laughs> We've Most people have been against Luke on that, on this, that have come on this show. Um, that's all right. I can take it. Yeah. All right. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate you. And just, yeah, good luck, uh, this season. We are excited to watch you ball out. Yeah. Draft me on my fantasy team. Well, for sure, man. <laughs> appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you for having me, man. See you, Payton. All right, man. This NBA playoff segment is brought to you by April 27th. Jimmy, tell them about it. April 27th is National Hairball Day. National Hairball Day. 
what could I possibly do to celebrate you? National Hairball Day. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, grab your favorite cat and see what comes out of its throat. Um, okay. So basically, guys, NBA playoff segment, we're going to be brief with this uh, as they are continuing to going on, continuing to going on. That's not even a sentence. But disclaimer, we are recording right now. It is Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Um, so not all the games are complete yet. Uh, so our stats here might not be exact, but it's still early. You kind of get the picture. So guys, right now, Toronto is up 2-1 on Washington. Indiana's up 2-1 on Cleveland. Sixers are up 3-1 on Miami. Boston, Milwaukee are tied 2-2. Houston's up 2-1 on Minnesota. Utah is up 2-1 on Oklahoma City. New Orleans swept Portland. And Golden State's up 3-0 on San Antonio. That game's going on right now. San Antonio has a slim lead. You guys can tell me what happens tomorrow morning. But, um, guys, predictions we spoke about last week. Has anything changed after this past week has kind of played out? Doesn't look like it for me. I was pessimistic about my heat. Uh, they got close to tying it up 2-2, uh, but lost yesterday, so they're down 3-1. Um, nothing really else that surprises me all that much. The Rockets losing was a little surprising, but it happens. You know, it's the playoffs. they got good teams all around. And I don't expect the Warriors to lose this game, but I'm not going to call my shot because I'll probably be wrong. So, no predictions have changed, definitely. What about you guys? Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, I believe I predicted Sixers-Rockets in the finals, and that might have seemed a little premature for the old Philly squad uh, at the moment, but I'm liking it more and more. Um, I watched a little bit of that Celtics-Bucks game today, and I, I, I wholeheartedly believe the Sixers are better than both of those teams at the moment. Um and then they're going to have to play, you know, whoever comes out of the other side on the, um, whether it's the Raptors, Pacers, Cavs, who knows, um, with all those um, games. But Sixers are playing really well. You know, I the freaking New Orleans Pelicans are playing some good basketball right now. Um, Makes you think what they would do if they had Cousins. Yeah. Um, Drew Holiday is playing some really good basketball. Anthony Davis, I think they both had 40 points in their last game to close out um, Portland. Um they would end up playing the Warriors uh, or the Spurs if they come back from 3-0, which isn't likely. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's all I really have. Um, the Rockets the Rockets lost last night to the Timberwolves, but they, you know, like you said, Jimmy, that happens. Um, Timberwolves are a good team. It's a good coach. Um, but, yeah, I like the Rockets to uh, come out of the West still. Okay. I said that Indiana would sweep Cleveland. They didn't, but... I, the game has not started tonight, but I think Indiana's going to win that. And Cleveland, early first round exit, calling it, booked it. I said Golden State, it would be a cakewalk for him, and it sure seems that way. And if I'm San Antonio, I would not want to be winning tonight because I know I have no chance in this series, so I might as well just uh, have a nice early tea time tomorrow. That's and not get the my, spirit. Well, it is the spirit when you're down 3-0 to the Warriors. So why win tonight? I mean, San Antonio just... Put yourself out of your misery. Tank it. Um, the last yeah. we see Kawhi Leonard in a Spurs jersey. He's actually not in a Spurs jersey. We don't even know well, where he is. The last time he's associated with the Spurs. Maybe the last time Popovich is associated with the Spurs too. Oh, yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. Man, that's really it for the NBA playoffs talk. I'm sorry. 
It's brief. We're gonna be but it's doing the first it round. June. I really yeah. think the first round needs to go back to five games. The seven game series is ridiculous. I mean, it is exhausting. It's like it's like this whole season's already happened. And it's only the first round, but it's fun. It's exciting. I watch every single game. Um, okay, now guys, I'm gonna get in a little hockey talk on you. Um, the uh, the lightning moved on, and on to our final segment. How about that for a lackluster NHL segment? Joe, do you have an ad for us? I do, Luke. Thank you. Yes, this closing segment is brought to you by Wedding Registries. Does your husband really need a PlayStation 4? Way to take advantage of your friend's money. Ever heard of Walmart? Wedding Registries. Okay, listeners, this closing segment is something new. We're trying to think of something. What could we close out this show with? And we're deciding to mix two segments. We're mixing the fan favorite of sports trivia and then what we did last week with the you're done segment. You're done. Yeah, you're done. So we've enjoyed putting people on the spot, and we also enjoy locking people up with hard sports trivia. So why not do both? We have three people we're going to call. Two of them you've heard from before. My female friend, whom is a girl that we date, Lindsay Williams. We date? We all date. Together. Yes, um, we'll be calling her. We're going to try to get Mackenzie McNeil on the phone, Jimmy's girlfriend, and then Luke's sister, Grace Ebsmeyer. You guys have not heard from her yet. We are going to call her. Now, she knows a little bit more about sports than Lindsay and Mackenzie, so her question will be more difficult. All three of these people have no clue we're about to call them, and I think Lindsay and Mackenzie are at a party right now, a real rager. So we will see if we can lock them up. Jimmy, you're showing me Lindsay's number now. We're going to call her. I don't know what question we're going to ask. I got a question. You got a question? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Wait, no, no. Do you really have a question? <laughs> Giving Lindsay a call from Jimmy's phone. Hello. Lindsay. Hello. Lindsay, you're on a cup of Joe and Jimmy. Oh, no. Was, what? We have a, a question for you. Lindsay, what college did LeBron James what? attend? Um, he didn't go to college. Boom. Whoa. Get off the air. Get off the air, yeah, you smarty. <laughs> wow. Jimmy, I thought I had a good question. Man, I'm surprised she knew that. She's probably warning Mackenzie now. I think they're at the same party. Just get, let, let's put Mackenzie on the phone. Okay. Shoot, does anyone have a question? I'm calling her right now. Ask her. I got it, I think. Luke's got a question. Hello? Is this Lindsay answering the phone for Mackenzie? No, it's Mackenzie. Mackenzie, you're on a cup of Joe and Jimmy. Oh. Luke, uh, Luke yeah. has a question. I got a question for you. Um, okay. How many three-pointers did Joe Montana make last year? Six. Man, Joe Montana, is, I didn't even try to second Korean basketball. I didn't realize Thanks, he was Thanks. You're done. You're done. That, okay, that was better. No, yeah, I mean. I was happier with she that She literally had no idea who Joe, Joe Montana was. <laughs> Thought he was an NBA player. That's unreal. Six. To be, to be in, yeah, six. Yeah. It, he had a bad shooting year. Terrible year. <laughs> so even if she knew he was a basketball player, she assumed he was a bad shooter. Yeah. Man. Mackenzie locked her up. That was good. Well, right. didn't really lock her up because she knew she was being called. Lindsay, like Grace. Lindsay warned her. All right, we're calling Grace. We have a, we, have, we need to get a little tougher question for Grace. Okay, Luke, she's your sister. You got this. Lock her up. Hello. Grace, you're on Cup of Joe and Jimmy podcast. How's it going? Hi. Uh, trivia, quest- trivia question for you. How many touchdown passes did Tony Romo have last year? Mm, 
13. Not in the NFL anymore, Grace. Thank you. He's get a off the air. You're done. Done. Commentator. Wow. That's she, what you get for asking to be on the show every week. She wanted to be on trivia. We gave her it, and now she's done. I knew she knew more about sports than Lindsay McKenzie, but you got to know Tony Romo, broadcaster, CBS. So Lindsay wins, I guess. Lindsay wins. I was impressed. Uh, McKenzie saying Joe Montana, Joe Montana had six three pointers. I mean, that's historical. Like <laughs> to be in the mind of just not even knowing who Joe Montana is, to not even know about sports like that. How do you not know he had 10? Yeah, exactly. How do you not know that he was a, a decent three-point shooter last year? I think we, we should move on um, in future segments to non-sports questions. We will. Opens up a whole new world. We will. So, guys, Grace, she wanted to be on the show, and some of you have wanted to be on the show. So if you want to be on, we will call you, and we're going to try to lock you up. But, uh, yeah, that's just a little mesh. Uh, we got new stuff coming. Always thinking of new segments for you guys. But that's our show. Joe, what are you doing for National Kiss Your Fiance Day coming up? National Kiss Your Fiance Day, I believe it is. Um, Only day of the year you can kiss your fiance. Yeah. I mean, the fiance wake up, ooh, baby, kiss me. It's national. <laughs> Ew. I mean. Are you under the impression all fiances live with each other? You said wake up. Luke, that's how it is nowadays. <laughs> You're right. I'm not going to get into something controversial, but it's just like. Oh, we're like, we're about to be married. Let's just move in and like, let's do this. Why? I'm not even... That's how they all talk. Yeah, that's oh. how they all talk. Okay, baby, whatever you want. Mm, whatever you want. The rent will be cheaper. Yeah. Oh, I, I, let's just like, <laughs> let's just see how it works. You know, like we can figure out marriage. No, guys. No. <laughs> so you just said you're not getting to controversial stuff and you're diving straight <laughs> I mean, into it. I, well, you know what? Now I've got something for the next What Burns My Biscuits pre-marital no, no, no. living cohabitating this is the, before marriage this is the end of the episode um okay yeah so hope you guys enjoyed it hope you guys enjoyed the interview hope you guys enjoyed us pretending to know pretending to talk think blah, 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 pretending to act like we know about sports and hope you enjoyed us calling people and realizing they don't know about sports um so yeah follow us twitter cup of j and j i guess we have a Facebook page, but none of you guys seem to care about that. Um, we're on <laughs> Google Play and Stitcher. I don't even know our companies anymore, but we're still on those. Uh, and SoundCloud. Yeah, we still have a, we have a listener in the UK, a listener in Saudi Arabia. So thanks to you guys out there. Ten listeners in San Antonio. Um, love our Texans. Mark Zuckerberg has been blocking our Facebook stuff, right? <laughs> that that must be it. That you know, we're throwing out a lot of. I realized no stuff. one was liking the Facebook post. It must be because you guys have deleted your Facebooks. Understandable. Understandable. We're not, we're not liberal enough for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I love you guys in the most. Whoa. Yeah, it's getting deep. Tenth episode. This is our tenth episode. Is it National Love Your Podcast Listener Day? No, that's tomorrow. Oh, okay. Tomorrow's National Eat Poop Day. Okay. Deuces, listeners. You're done. Woo!